Welcome everyone. We're so glad you've joined us today for our second episode in our Advent series and we can't wait to dig into this one. I'm Stephanie and I'm Rebecca and we're going to be talking about the second candle in the Advent wreath and what it symbolizes and let me tell you today is a good one. In fact, if we can only pick one thing to give the whole world, it would be this. Yes, yes. And you know, you could own your own kingdom, you could rule the nations, you could be known by billions worldwide, but if you did not have this one thing, none of that would matter. That's right. So today, we're going to be talking about, have you guessed it yet? We're going to be talking about peace, and not the kind that comes when everything is going well. In fact, this is super interesting to me, that The first time that God ever reveals himself as Jehovah Shalom or the God of peace is in Judges chapter 6 and it's the story of Gideon. And if you know that story, you know that Gideon was surrounded by, surrounded by trouble and destruction and and turmoil. And yet that is when God chose to reveal himself as Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. And that's one of the beautiful things about who God is. You know, peace isn't just something God gives. It is who he is. And the peace that he gives us, it's, it's this unshakable, you know, contentment and calm that you have on the inside, no matter what's happening on the outside. And and it's that rest for your souls yeah. that all of us so desperately need. Yeah, that's the kind I want, I know. But before we get into it too much, let's talk about actually the definition of peace. So in the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. And it is said to be one of the most important theological concepts in the Old Testament. And the Greek equivalent to shalom from the Old Testament is erene in the New Testament. And I will. Good job. That's a hard word to say. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I didn't either. I looked it up in (laughs) blueletterbible.org and listened to the little sound thing. But erene is equally important in the New Testament as the Old Testament because it's used in every single book except for 1 John. Whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Um, the word peace, though, is mentioned in Genesis chapter 15, verse 15. So I think like at the get-go in Genesis, mm. we find peace and how important it is. It's threaded throughout Scripture, and it's used over 400 times. So wow. we know shalom and irene is very important. Um, mm. Let's talk about what it means biblically. Yeah. It means to be complete. It means like the sense of wholeness, like this mm. this wall where, that it was broken and then to make it complete again, mm. to restore it or to repair something that's severed or broken but it also means to be safe like the sense Mm -hmm. of being safe or at harmony with one another it it means like the absence of strife or war but it also means um, a state of tranquility whether that's individually whether that's relationally or whether that's even globally so it's an important word and one theologian described peace uh, biblical peace as the way God intended things to be You know, peace is something that we all need, Mm -hmm. we all long for, but it's important that we understand what biblical peace is and how we get it. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to know peace involves three specific areas Mm -hmm. of our lives. First, we need to have peace with God. And because of the fall of man, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, mankind um, sinned and sin brought separation from God. And because we were Mm -hmm. separated from God, All of us 
we're born um, sinners. We're born sinners by nature. We're, we're sinners by choice. No one has to teach us how to like, That's right. you know, steal the cookie out of the cookie jar right. when we're a kid or tell that little lie or whatever. And so we're sinners by nature and by choice, which separates us from God. Mm. That's what the whole... Um, the Old Testament, all the sin offerings, that's mm. what that was all about, was to, to make an offering for our sins. And, and all of that was a foreshadowing of Jesus coming as a Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world, all of our sins. And so when the, when the angels announced in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 13, mm-hmm. that Jesus had arrived on the scenes of this planet, mm. they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. They were announcing this peace on earth that was available to you and me through Jesus Christ because the promised Prince of Peace from Isaiah 9 um, verse 6 Mm -hmm. had finally arrived. So Jesus is the one who restores that peace, who makes that that repairing what was broken and bringing back together what was separated possible. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. In fact, Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the only way we can have peace with God is through Jesus Christ by surrendering all we are to all he is. Yeah, that's so good. You know, that reminds me when I was studying about peace several years ago, I learned that in the Old Testament, they offered a peace offering. And, but the peace offering was completely voluntary. You were never required to offer the peace offering. Mm. And you, you gave a peace offering if your heart was super grateful about something, if God had done a miracle for you or something along those lines. But I found this super fascinating that you were not allowed to offer the peace offering until first you offered the burnt offering. Oh, wow. Which the burnt offering was what was required for you to be, um, have your sins forgiven. And so again, it goes to the point, again, foreshadowing that we cannot have peace with God until our hearts are right with God. Right. And Jesus does that for us. He He's the one who offers us peace. And, and then once we have peace with God, that leads us to our second point, which is then we can have the peace of God, that peace mm. that, that all of us need. You know, I think Colossians 3.15 and the Amplified does a beautiful job of explaining to us what peace is. It says, mm. and let the peace, the soul harmony, which mm. comes from Christ rule or act as an empire, continue umpire continually, not an empire, act as an umpire continually in your heart. And what I love is that that term soul harmony because that really is such a description of what peace yeah. is, is is your soul is has this harmony and and Ephesians 2:14 tells us that Jesus doesn't only give us peace he is our peace and mm-hmm. so he gives us that soul harmony I love that and I love the part about that the, it's like an umpire of yes. your soul. Like you're out of there. Like you don't fit in this harmony. So you get out. I love that. I love that. You know, it also reminds me of number six, 24 through 26, which is a pretty famous passage right now because there's a song that's super popular and a lot of people understand it or know it as the Aaron blessing, but it says the Lord bless you mm. and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And one rabbi, he was explaining the idea of giving you peace like this. He said, this blessing is so closely related to the presence of God that in essence to say to give you peace is like saying to give you Yahweh himself. Wow. Wow. I just love that so much. And another author was saying that peace is not the absence of something. It's not the absence of trouble or conflict, but 
peace is the presence of someone, which goes right along with what the rabbi was saying about peace is when Jesus actually is offering himself. Oh, oh wow. <clears throat> yes. Oh, my goodness. John 14, 27, Jesus says, peace, I leave you. My mm -hmm. peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled. In other words, not, not be agitated or perplexed or, or freaked yeah. out or restless about whatever's going on in your life. And then it says, he says, never, uh, neither let it be afraid. What he was saying was, I'm giving you my peace. It's mm -hmm. not just a peace. It's my peace. And he wants yeah. that peace to, to be in us and remain in us. It's, it's something that he, it's not only what he gives, it's who he is. Yeah. And I love that it says he gives. Yes. Because to me, that's a gift. And a gift is something we can choose to accept or reject. So if you're listening, don't forfeit the peace mm. that Jesus died to give you by wasting your time and your energy worrying about what coulda, shoulda, might happen. You know, don't what worry ifs. about all the worst case scenarios. Mm. And listen, stop letting what's going on around you control what's going on inside of you. Oh, that's good. So we, we just yeah. need to trust Jesus to be who he said he is, to do what he said he will do, to be our peace and to give us peace. That, that's just kind of where the rubber meets the road, right? right? That choice, just choose to let him be our peace, that gift. And peace doesn't mean that we don't experience pain. It just means mm. that our heart is at rest in the midst of that yeah. peace. Because remember, peace is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. Mm. So we need to have peace with God. Mm -hmm. Once we have peace with God, our heart's right with him. Then we can have the peace of God. So we can understand that we actually have Jehovah Shalom with us. Mm -hmm. But then there's also a third one. We need to have peace with others. Yeah. Proverbs 6, 15 through 22, it gives this whole list of all these things that God hates, which I want to pay attention to that list. Mm -hmm. And on the last thing listed is someone that sows seeds of discord among others. That's something that God hates. Oh, wow. So we're supposed to have peace with one another. We're to be people of peace, right? We're to be marked by peace because we've been bought with the blood of the Prince of Peace. And so we are to be people who have peace with one another. Romans 12, 18 says, if it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men, not just some, but with all men. So if you're listening today and if there's something broken between you and someone else, as much as lies within you, you need to get that thing right. Make amends for that. Make restitution, repair what's broken. And if you need to forgive someone who's hurt you, forgive them, you know, because forgiving is, is not just what you need to do to make peace with that person. It's what you need to do ha to have peace within yourself. As someone who has gone through a decade of, of sexual abuse as a child, who has mm -hmm. gone through a date rape, who has gone through a divorce, who has gone through lots of hurt and heartache, mm -hmm. I learned a long time ago, Rebecca, that, that forgiveness is the gift that you give yourself. So give yourself that gift because they're mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, they're not struggling. They're not the struggling. Time. We give ourselves a gift when we let go and, and stop being you know victimized over and over and over again. Yeah. And just walk in that freedom that peace offers you. That's really good. And here's another aspect of that. Maybe you're somebody, you, you need to ask forgiveness mm. 
I know I can remember this one. I don't know why this sticks out so much in my mind, but one particular time I needed to ask my mom to forgive me. And I did not want to do that. <laughs> I struggled with that so much. You know what it was? It was my pride. Mm-hmm. I did not want to admit that I was wrong. Okay. We've all been there. We, we all have. And thank you. So <laughs> like, oh, so it was awful. But you know, I just, I, I'm so thankful that eventually the Holy Spirit just convicted me so bad. I'm like, I just wanted to be right with God so much that I, I had to let my pride go. And, you know, when we, when we hold on to our pride, we're just keeping ourselves from the peace that God wants to give to us. Mm-hmm. So when we think about all those things, so why does this even matter for our lives? I think it matters in so many different ways. But first and foremost, because see, if we don't have peace with God, then we have no forgiveness of our sin. We have no reconciliation with God. We have no hope of eternal life. We really have no purpose on this planet. There's no purpose of our existence. And there's no possibility of having the peace of God if we don't first have peace with God. So so let's face it. If we all had peace, the peace with God that we need and the peace of God that we need and peace with one another, this world would be a whole lot different, wouldn't it? Yes, please. That sounds amazing, <laughs> which I guess one day that is what heaven will be like. But yes. wouldn't that be so wonderful? Yes. But we can at least do our part and walk in it the best that we can. So how are we? Okay, that's all great. How are we going to apply this to our lives? Well, I think, you know, you just touched on something where people, I've heard this quote that people say, there won't be peace until the Prince of Peace comes. But see, mm. the Prince of Peace, uh, the first advent, he did come. He did. And he offers peace worldwide. We're supposed to be sharing the gift of his peace with others. Mm. And so I think it's important that we do that as Christians yeah. and also that we admit that, that peace can sometimes be hard to find for all of us. Yeah. You know, there this time of year can be really, really hard on That's a true. lot of people. There, there's a it's a Christmas of first. Yeah, like I mean, the, the first Christmas that you've experienced the loss of a loved one, that is a painful, difficult time. It's hard when that empty chair is there. Maybe a loved one's far away. They're they're in another land, or mm-hmm. you know, they're in a foreign land. Move to a new city. You or know? or it's your first. Christmas with a terminal illness or somebody in your family with a terminal illness or yeah. or maybe this is just yet one more lonely Christmas that you're facing. Right. And on the other hand too, there's a lot of um good firsts in, yeah. in at Christmas time. You know, the first um baby grandbaby or the first baby in your home that's very exciting and fun yeah the first time as a married couple or Mm -hmm. the first time in your like you said in your new home or maybe the first time with an old friend that you haven't seen for a while yeah yeah so there's a lot of good firsts but you know even even if everything is well on the outside peace can still be something that's hard to find on the inside yeah that's so true you know so so I think when times are good or when times are bad we need to remember that source of peace is Jesus And that Jesus is not only the one who can give us peace, but he is the one who is our peace. That's right. And the best and the best way that we can apply peace to our lives is really to follow what the scriptures say. You know, Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven, they give us like the step by step instructions on how to have peace. And Mm -hmm. Isaiah 26, three kind of echoes that same thing, but let's kind of walk through Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven together. It says, be anxious for nothing. Step one. (laughs) So you have to choose not to let your heart be anxious and worried about your circumstances. Number two, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So pray about that thing. Mm -hmm. Stop worrying about it and pray about that thing. How many things have we changed by worrying? 
nothing. <laughs> right. So number two is pray about everything. And then number three is with Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving can be hard when you're going through something. Yes, but I, I just want to say this is so, so important because there's always something to be thankful mm-hmm. for, but we forget that because yes. we can only see what's right in front of us, but it's so important to include this. God's so wise. He yeah. knew how important it is for us to look around and remember to be thankful for things we have. And I like the, he gives us an order to it. That's great. So, so right, stop being anxious, pray, be thankful. And then he says, let your request be made known unto God. In other words, pray again. Yeah. You know, it's like pray, pray, pray. Are we and, and you know what I think is funny is he did have to tell us twice because how many times have we, you know, gone through this whole thing and yet we forget to pray. We've told our friends, we've told ourselves, we've stewed about it, yeah. but we never actually took it to God. So it's important that we actually stop and come before the throne, like imagine it in your mind and, and actually lay the request there. Yeah, because it's so easy. I, sometimes I feel like you've seen a fish when it gets up on shore and it's like flopping all around trying to get <laughs> yeah. itself back to where it can just kind of like swim again. I feel like I do that in my oh, own life. Like I'm flopping, yes. I'm trying to fix it and I'm flopping this way and that way Such until great... I can just make my way back instead of just saying, letting that fisherman come pick me up and just put me back in the water, which God, just put me back in the water and say, here, yeah. here's your piece. You what know? a great visual. I love that. That's really good. And, and so once you've done these four steps, the, the final result is in verse seven where it says, and <laughs> the peace of God that we also desperately need which surpasses all understanding, the kind that we can't understand and can't explain, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I find it so interesting that it says the peace of God Mm -hmm. will be with you. And when I was first looking at that verse, I thought, well, why not the hope of God? Or why not the love of God or the faith of God? But it said the peace of God. But it's because, remember when we talked about the the blessing in in, um, Numbers, because it's actually Yahweh himself. Wow. So whatever trouble you're in, you're not in it by yourself. You have Yahweh, you have the peace of God, Yahweh himself with you. Okay, I have God bumps. (laughs) I I love that. And actually, similar instructions in Isaiah 26, 3, I love this verse, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. It, it is, takes an effort to focus your mind on Christ, but it's what is what will give you peace. And that's kind of a discipline of your mind. And what I love is in the original language, that mm-hmm. whole phrase, perfect peace, is shalom, shalom. Oh. So if you want you some shalom, shalom, that double I portion do. of peace, which, amen, I do, um, then then we need to fix our mind on, on the Lord. We need to, to focus in. And that word fixed means to stay or to rest on or lean upon and trust God. You know, have the secure confidence that God is who he says he is and will do what he says he will do. And let him give us that peace. Let him be Yahweh God to us. Yahweh shalom. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you know someone who could use some peace, then please, by all means, share this episode with them. We would really appreciate it. And, you know, we're kind of newbies here. Um, Very newbies. Listen, we are not podcast professionals, but we are Bible teachers with a microphone. We're not afraid to use it. <laughs> That's right. And so um, we would love to have your help. If You know, as we share the truth of God's word in this world that's inundated with lies, if we would be super thankful if you would help us launch well. And you can do that by three things. Mm-hmm. One, subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify. 
or you can, and you can, um, subscribe to our YouTube page, which is What's the Bible Say? And you can find it too. You can put either Rebecca, Rebecca's name or my name in um, when you Google it for YouTube. Also, you can leave a review, you know, do the little stars Those at the bottom. Those are super helpful. They're super helpful. And share our podcast with others. As Rebecca just said, you know, we're sharing the truth and it's the truth that sets you free. Amen. And so maybe somebody needs to hear something we've, we've shared from God's word today. Yes. And of course, you can always find us on our Facebook page at What's the Bible Say podcast. And there we can connect with you. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget about our free resources on our website, whatsthebiblesay.org. And there you can find out more about us. You can find all of our links there. And um, we would just love to connect with you too. And until next time, we want to leave you with this quote from Corey Tin Boom. And it says, if you look to the world, you'll be distressed. Mm -hmm. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look to God, you will be at rest. Amen. Shalom, everyone. Amen.